Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Today, reading from Piercing Heaven, Prayers of the Puritans. This is, of course, a collection of prayers, written prayers, by these Puritans, and pulled together by a a man named Robert Elmer, and uh, published just a few years ago, a pretty new book, if you want to pick up a copy of it. I love the way it's described, uh, Elmer describes the, in the introduction the praying of these Puritans. He says, what does it take to pray like a Puritan? And why would we want to? For more than two centuries, a bright, passionate faith spread throughout England and across the Atlantic to its colonies. A passion that spurred service and holy living for the day along with a clear view of eternity. The Puritan movement sought to carry the Reformation forward and to purify the Church of England throughout the 1600s and the 1700s on both sides of the Atlantic. Its followers sought purity of scripture-based worship, purity of doctrine, and purity of prayer. Their aim was neither casual nor perfunctory prayer. The prayers of the Puritans shook lives to the core, pled with a sovereign God for mercy, and praised him in the brightest sunshines of grace. So I find that very uh, compelling, and I really do enjoy this book. It uh, has revitalized my own prayer life as I read their uh, passionate and multidimensional prayers. It takes... uh, uh, it, it, it takes my flat and beige prayers and helps me to be inspired to pray a little differently. This one uh, that I'd like to read for you today is by a man named Philip Doddridge. He was an 18th century nonconformist um, pastor. That means essentially over in England there, he um, he wasn't a part of the Church of England, which became the Anglican Church, as most of you will probably know. Uh, he and people like Matthew Henry, Isaac Watts, uh, those sorts of folks were called nonconformists because they didn't join, so to speak, the uh, sort of state or nationally approved church. And so a lot of them uh, would probably, you might want to think of them as, as Protestants, uh, but who are a part of a, a free church. And um, uh, Doddridge, uh, fascinating to me because uh, he he's the, he was the youngest. This is remember, this is like the 18th century, so he's uh, born in 1702, I think. But he's he was the youngest of get this, not one, not two, not three, but 20 children in their household. So you can imagine like getting ready for church and stuff like that would have been to get them all out there on the wagon and everything. That would have been quite an uh, an amazing sort of event just to make it to church with 20 kids. Um, his dad was a dealer in oils and pickles. And um, I don't know anybody that does that kind of work other than uh, my favorite pickles in Nashville, of course, are from uh, Darla Arnold and uh, Edgar and Darla are two TV seers that are just the best. Uh, Just just great saints. I love them. They're such a great, you know, over 60 years married. I mean, just beautiful couple. And Darla makes the best pickles on the planet. I'm convinced of that. But um, Doddridge's dad was a dealer in oil and pickles and evidently could afford to feed uh, 20 children, plus he and his wife, uh, on uh, an oil and pickle salary. His uh, grandfather was a preacher 
and um, uh, on uh, his grandfather on his father's side and his grandfather on his mother's side, where it was also a preacher. So he comes from some of that stock. And um, I just really enjoy this prayer. I'm going to read the prayer itself. It, it's, it's really chock full of scripture. It's called, Show Me the Way from Your Word. And this is part one. It's a, there, there are two parts. I'll read the other one perhaps on some other uh, daily devotional podcast uh, edi- edition or episode. But today I'd like to read this one. And I'm gonna, what I'll do is I'll read it all the way through without the scripture references and then, because I know you're going to want these, um, you're going to want to be reminded of, of them. I'll, I'll go back maybe and make a comment about each of the uh, verses of Scripture that he uses. So this is a great lesson, really, uh, when I read this prayer anyway, in, in what it might look like to pray the Scripture. And uh, not just the Psalms, but, but he pulls from Old Testament, New Testament alike, and, and really take some of those phrases that are so rich that and you'll recognize some of them uh, if you've read your Bible before at all, spend any time in it, you'll recognize some of these. So let me read again the prayer. Perhaps uh, if you're not driving a car, pray, uh, close your eyes and, uh, and pray along with me as I read uh, just the words without the references first, okay? Blessed God, I humbly adore you as the great Father of lights and the giver of every good and every perfect gift. I seek every blessing from you, and especially those which may lead me to yourself and prepare me for the eternal enjoyment of you. I adore you as the God who searches the hearts and tries the reins of the children of men. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me. And know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. May I be renewed in the spirit of my mind. You give me a new heart and place a new spirit within me. Make me a partaker of the divine nature. And as he who has called me is holy, may I be holy in all I say. May the same mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. And may I walk even as he walked. Deliver me from being carnally minded, which is death, and make me spiritually minded, since that is life and peace. And may I, while I pass through this world, walk by faith and not by sight, May I be strong in faith, giving glory to God. May your grace teach me to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts and to live soberly, righteously, and godly. Work in my heart the kind of godliness which is profitable for all things. Teach me by the influence of your blessed spirit to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. May I yield myself to you as alive from the dead and present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight, which is my most reasonable service. Amen. Philip Doddridge. That prayer 
all the way back, like I say, from the 18th century, and yet so so passionate, so rich, so relevant to our own times. And certainly as I was reading it myself and expresses so many of the longings of my own heart and perhaps of yours as well. So where do these uh, words uh, that are that make up this prayer called show me the way from your word where do they come from from his word of course these are from god's word the first uh, line was all about god and of course that's the way jesus even taught us to pray didn't he uh, our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven nothing there about me and nothing there about you everything there about god and it's the proper way to begin praying, I think, is to fix our eyes on Jesus, to fix our eyes on the Lord himself, to remember who it is we're, we're talking to, we're praying to, we're crying out to, we're, we're seeking him. So he begins, blessed God, I humbly adore you as the great father of lights, the giver of every good and perfect gift. I seek every blessing from you, especially those which may lead me to you, to yourself, and prepare me for the eternal enjoyment of you. So Doddridge is right on there. Um, uh, He's, God himself is what we ultimately are longing for. And uh, I love the way that prayer begins. He says, I adore you as the God who searches the hearts and tries the reins of children of men. So from James 1, opens with James 1, 17, moves right to Jeremiah 17, 10. Uh, the God who searches the hearts and tries the reins and of uh, the children of men, and then I know a lot of you uh, heard these words and they resonated with you because you've heard them before. Search me, O God, know my heart; try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. From Psalm one thirty nine, I know a lot of you are familiar with that. Uh, he cries out, "May I be renewed in the spirit of my mind." Ephesians 4.24, and don't don't discount that at all in this day and age, especially after, you know, uh, as I'm recording this anyway, I don't know when you're watching or listening, but as I'm recording this, uh, here in Nashville anyway, uh, a couple of years ago, a tornado, then a pandemic, um, and now what, what looks like to be the, the greatest amount of unrest the world has known in a long time since World War II uh, between nations. And so, the idea that we could cry out to God and say, renew me in the spirit of my mind when there's so much pressure on us to question reality, to find ourselves uh, after quarantining for so long, after um, uh, you know washing off our mail and washing our hands and wearing masks for so long and all of that, going through all of that, uh, and and some of it with with great number of questions uh, in our own hearts and minds all along the way, um, and, and and this war, of course. So all of that, just the pressure on the mind, and 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 finding ourselves uh, questioning reality itself. To pray, God, renew my mind. To place our our mind, our hearts, our souls in His hands. Oh yeah. Give me a new heart, place a new spirit within me, Ezekiel 34, 26. Make me a partaker of the divine nature, 2 Peter chapter 1. 
That's a great passage. You got to you got to read that later today. Second Peter one. That's from verse four. And as he who has called me is holy, may I be holy uh, in all I say. Wow. Just to even pray that. That's from first Peter chapter one. Just to even pray that, though. I mean, just to I want to be holy in all I say. And I think about that as a, as a person who uses words all the time for a living. And sometimes I go back and listen to some of my old sermons and I say, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. Uh, I, I wish I could take that back. You know, may I be holy in all I say. First Peter 1, 5, what a, or 1, 15, rather. What a great verse. Um, he goes, may the same mind be in me. He's praying this. And the apostle Paul wrote, may the same mind be in you. All right. So turn it into a prayer. May the same mind be in me, which was also in Christ Jesus. Uh, Philippians 2, 5. And may I walk even as Jesus walked. 1 John 2, 6. Uh, Deliver me from being carnally minded, which is death. Make me spiritually minded. That great contrast there, isn't it? From Romans 8, verse 6. Uh, May I, while I pass through this world, walk by faith and not by, you knew that one already, didn't you? Not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And be strong in faith, giving glory to God. Romans 4, Verse 20, may your grace teach me to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts, to live soberly, righteously, and godly. And that you may be familiar with from Titus chapter 2. Work in my heart the kind of godliness which is profitable for all things, 1 Timothy 4. Teach me by the influence of your blessed spirit to love you with all my heart, my soul, mind, and strength. That right out of when Jesus was asked, which is the greatest command in all of God's word, And that's how he responded. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. Hmm. And then from uh, Romans 6 and Romans 12, may I yield myself to you as alive from the dead. Present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in your sight, which is my most reasonable service. Amen. So praise Philip Doddridge from all the way back in the 18th century. So pray we today. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.